0: Welcome to Unleash. We're all being transformed every day. The big question is, by who to become what? Well, as we launch into today's episode entitled of Lies and Loss, it kind of sounds depressing, I'll admit that, but there is hope at the end, so I hope you'll stick with me. But but to get real about uh, to get real about this topic in a way that's helpful, we need to acknowledge that we live in a world that is filled with all kinds of deceptions. It's nothing new. We see it ramping up in our culture right now, but this is not just a Western culture thing. It's all cultures. And it's existed really the, the ways that people deceive is as old as man. To lie is actually so much easier many times than it is to tell the truth. So it's been said many times that no parent ever had to teach their young children to lie. They just do it. And when a person um, learns to do this well, if it's something they practice, uh, it, it comes easier and they tend to get better at it. And since the the aim of this podcast is about the unleashing a mind and heart transformation, I want to explore this a bit in this episode, primarily at the outcome of loss. Hopefully that will um, open your eyes to some things that will enable you to make different choices, but it does help to just start with acknowledging that there are all kinds of distortions and deceptions that take place in the world and they blind and mislead and confuse us. And that's by design, whether it's in business or relationships or whatever connections you have to interact with other people, a lie or any sort of deceptive statement provides something to one at the cost of something to the other. So aside from people who lie, there is one written about as being the father of lies who comes to steal, kill and destroy. So think about this as humans, we all have some really basic needs, what we need to live and Different people, different authors would give you different lists. Um, I want to focus on uh, it's kind of a shorter list, and here's think about they're of a certain nature. Humans need meaning, identity, hope, satisfaction, and freedom. So think about each of those kind of a, a core need and what happens where we are deceived in any of these areas where we trust in a, a distortion or a deception or a, a faulty assumption and it causes us a sense of um, blindness and confusion where where we literally are intentionally or unintentionally misled that can have a huge impact on our lives, right? So a number of years ago, uh, there's a fascinating read. It's a book by David Brooks called The Social Animal. And he takes 30 years of research about the, the inner mind and all kinds of things about neuroscience and physiology. And he takes the results um, and the insights that come out of this research and he weaves it um into the lives of two characters that you know you follow them on what happens at different places in their life and it gives a really fascinating insight and like a new perspective on on who we are as people, um some of the motivations of like why we date or or who we marry, um how we raise our kids, how we conduct business, um how we teach, how we love, how we engage in politics, and he tells the story uh, down a level from the surfacey level, and he talks about things at the level of emotion and intuition and bias and the deep inner longings where character is formed. And it's interesting because he always talks about things in terms of the the mind, but he comes to the conclusion and he says, um, the bottom line of all the research is that we are not rational animals or laboring animals. We are social animals and we emerge out of relationships and live to to bond with one another and, and to connect with one another over big and small ideas. And though he never talks about really the, the heart other than acknowledging emotion and the parts of the brain that, that process emotion, um, and he doesn't talk about the soul, but clearly those are tightly interconnected with all of the research on, on the inner mind or the, the, what the inner person exposes. So if I believe lies about my identity, who I am and how I show up and engage in the world, what is the result? And how is life altered by me believing lies? If if lies, if I believe lies about where true life is to be found, that's going to profoundly shape my life. There's a very famous conversation from about 2,000 years ago between a political appointee and a man accused of crime and facing a death sentence. And in reply to words of the one who was accused, the politician said, what is truth? Like Making the implication as if truth doesn't exist. Well, in our culture, we Often are hearing this restatement of how you and I make our own truth, and no one else can tell us who our truth is. But and even though that's been kind of retooled and reshaped and really pressed hard on us in recent um, years, really that that argument, that way of thinking, has actually been around for thousands of years. But it's helpful for us to just kind of take a step back and go, okay, there actually are different types of truth. There is scientific truth. There are scientific laws, things that have been established about how certain substances or forces or systems will function under specific conditions. There are relational truths. Um, The ways we act and react in relationship and how we respond to others, including this issue of speaking truth or deceiving someone we're in relationship with. Um, Clearly, we take great offense when someone lies to us. Um, And um, clearly, that means we have an expectation of truth, or at least in certain ways, relationally, we expect truth. So if we need truth to make wise decisions, and we want to have um, reliable information to make good choices, then perhaps the worst lie to push is the deception that we all actually create our own truth. What if that's true? If this notion that we all create our own truth is actually a lie. Like how great and deep and profound is that deception? So we all struggle with lying. We're, we're tempted to say things that give us an advantage to either help us get something we value or to avoid something we fear. And I'll be honest with this podcast, I've really aimed to speak at what I know is valuable and true and trustworthy. And yet there are times when I think about how I'm going to say things or what I'll talk about that I'm tempted to, to alter color or really distort what I say uh, because of my own desire to be liked. Uh, the desire to be liked isn't wrong, but if it provokes me to deception then in that moment, I am not saying what I know is true and right. In my desire to be thought well of, I can be tempted to change my message to try to get people to like me. So rather than staying true to my purpose and my conviction and the identity I hope to be living out in an honest way, which is to speak truth that uproots lies, which deceive and mislead. So think about the times in life where you're trying to make choices. You have decisions before you, um, and we face many of them every single day. But where you and I are trying to make decisions, but we are believing distortions or deceptions or lies, lies then we're going to make decisions based on something that's false. And when I look back on the many seasons and decades of my life, I can, I can trace uh, so much suffering to where lies that I believe led me to make just foolish or dangerous or disastrous decisions. I've lived a long life and I've made a lot of messes and just foolhardy steps in relationships, in, in business, um, in all kinds of areas of life. And my point isn't to say, oh, my life sucks. And, um, but really it's to show the correlation between um, trusting in what is false and suffering loss. We make a myriad of decisions every day. Many of them are very small. Some are big, but they all accumulate to really shape a life, and they shape who we are in the inner person, right? They shape the soul in the the inner hidden parts of our minds and our hearts and our motivations and desires. We've acknowledged that we have a soul, an inner person, and it's being shaped. And so it's helpful to consider in what ways am I being shaped by something that is intended to deceive? Again, I'm not sharing things because in a way that says I've totally arrived. I'm just trying to be real about the ways that about things that have been really helpful to me. So it has been helpful to me to consider just how pervasive lies are in our culture and how powerfully we can be shaped by them. So when I think back and reflect about how many things I've trusted in and sometimes for a really long time that turned out to be not true, things that caused me to suffer physically with health issues and lies that caused relational conflicts, Things that resulted in a lot of really deep emotional pain, identity confusion. It's like, okay, why, why were people putting those lies and deceptions out there? Why were they expressed? I mean, we can assume um, or make a presumption that it benefited someone, a group, a person somehow, but we all get to choose what we accept and believe is true, and those are the things that shape our lives in significant ways, right? So, if you think for a minute, what what do you think about lies? How do you feel when you tell them? How do you feel when you find out you're lied to? Um, something that you believed at the time, and later on find out it's a lie. Like, how does that impact your relationship with that person? How willing are you to trust them in the future? Can you see how it creates a distrust and conflicts even with people that you really care about deeply? So in the first episode, um, the introduction, I mentioned how we all have need of counsel of various types. And I mentioned about seeking out counsel from wise individuals. Uh, and I, again, not to tell me what to do, or for them to think for me. Just telling people do this or don't do that usually doesn't work anyway. A lot of time we have the information, we just struggle to put it into practice. But I'll save some of the whys behind that for other episodes that deal with neuroscience, which is super fascinating. Uh, But the thing about counsel is we all give it. We are all... Constantly thinking, sharing our ideas and opinions with other people, which is a form of counsel, suggesting things that they should do, suggesting alternatives, expressing what we think would be helpful or valuable. And we also have, we all have an ongoing conversation within ourselves, right? We don't usually talk to ourselves out loud, but we are always talking to ourselves and we're giving ourselves counsel. And in that episode, I suggested that what I most needed from those who have insight or wisdom or knowledge wasn't to tell me what to do, but to share valuable insights and perspectives and ideas for me to turn over in my own mind, to consider, to investigate, to evaluate, to ask good questions about. But think about that process if the information I'm given and what I believe as true is actually false. The source could be a variety of things and the error can be from a variety of means. It might be faulty information, false assumptions, uh, misunderstandings, misperceptions. So whether it's intentional or unintentional, where we hold to lies does create suffering and loss. Think in a simple way, when you were driving somewhere and you had wrong directions, maybe you got lost, maybe you showed up late, maybe you were with somebody and you got into a fight about where you were supposed to, which turn was the right one to make. In most instances, those don't turn out to be a big deal, though they can be super stressful in the moment. But think about where we're believing lies about Big matters, where it really shifts who we become and and choices that we make significant choices we make in life, so when it shifts our identity, when it creates suspicions or divisions of like different kinds of suffering, the implication for lies can actually be massive so think about um, Just consider for a minute the impact on our minds and when the things that you and I remember and continually think on have great power in our lives. It's those thinking patterns and emotional responses that we repeat and rehearse and turn over and over that become wired, literally hardwired into our brains and into our hearts. And again, there's tons of science and neuroscience we could look at, but that's really not where we're going for today anyway, though I do hope in the future um, that we could talk about those things in a way that's helpful. But if, if you were to remember and continually hearse in your mind about a specific issue um, that has you maybe really musing on and thinking a lot about bitterness and sorrow Maybe it was an argument you had with someone or some sort of um, loss or disappointment or a fear of the future. Maybe it's uh, entertaining all these uncertainties about the future and, and what ifs. And when we do this, what's the result? I mean, what happens in our lives when we keep repeating these kinds of thinking patterns? Well, we literally hardwire not just the ways of thinking, but the physiology that's connected to those thinking patterns, right? Where we have a way of thinking habitually that fires the hormones of stress. It impacts our mood, our energy, our emotion. I mean, it affects how much we engage with people around us and the ways that we choose to engage and just how we handle normal life circumstances. So here's my question to you. We know that life has lots of different seasons, hills and valleys, joys and sorrows. And so in those different seasons of life, who do you trust to speak truth to you, to encourage you with what is true rather than feeding something that's not? Where, where do you tend to turn for counsel and wisdom? And where you have been turning, have you found their counsel to be helpful and accurate and wise? Often when we are struggling, we tend to turn to our peers. And if they are people that are struggling the way we are, maybe with the same things, they may not have an any Answers any more than we do. They may get what we're struggling with, and we cannot feel alone when we communicate with them, but they can't necessarily help us map the way forward well. Sometimes we turn to social media sources, maybe celebrities or influencers. And so when you get past the curated versions that these people post, do you see that many of them are struggling? Have you noticed how often celebrities have lives that are in turmoil, whether it's breakups or divorce or addiction to drugs and alcohol or depression and anxiety? They're struggling too. And if they are, that doesn't make them a good source of information. So it's just helpful for us to be aware that we can choose. We can be intentional to who we allow to speak into our lives and seeking out those who speak what's true. Um, because that's going to help us navigate life a whole lot better. And Not, let's face it, not everyone is a true speaker. And if you'd prefer to suffer a little less loss that stems from all the deception and lies, And I really encourage you to carefully consider the sources that you choose to take counsel from. So I hope this episode has been valuable to you. And if so, I want to invite you to hit subscribe, share with your friends. And if you'd be willing to take a moment and rate this podcast, that would be a huge help. But I'd like to thank you for joining me today. And until next time.